0: Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What's going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast. And uh, what we're going to do is uh, take on some more Q&As because last time uh, we ran out of time essentially, but there was a lot more questions left. Uh, uh, Today is going to be very specific to uh, fitness business really because there was a ton of questions. That uh, that came in through the fitness business realm, uh, obviously something that I really love talking about, and uh, I did I did preface it that uh, those questions should come from that realm a little bit more, so that's why they're there. And you know, there, there's certain things that I can um, spend a long time answering, uh, whereas like one question can go into a legitimate presentation. So what we're gonna do is go from. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh, a couple of questions. There actually was there was a a number of them, so I'm gonna pick one that kind of brings those questions together. Uh, one of those questions is uh, from Maddie Maddie Prince. And it's like, at what point should a gym owner stop coaching classes and work solely on business growth? And uh, this is an interesting one because, as always, there's certainly no like generic uh, foundational answer. I'm just gonna give you my experience and and what my thought process is around it. so you know if you if we count the um the vigor round in slovenia's been 12 12 years of 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 gym ownership uh and for the first let's see eight years i say seven to eight yeah eight years uh i was always coaching um and towards the the end of those eight years obviously i would say uh kind of cutting down on on the coaching, meaning there's like obviously cutting down hours and, and whatnot. And there was a certain point in time where I didn't have to coach anymore and officially on paper I didn't. And uh, trust me, I'm, I'm going through the story because I'm going to make a point, but it's, it's, it's hopefully going to give an insight uh, to my thoughts and, and beliefs around this stuff. And, uh, you know, I worked on a business a ton. Um, I'd still do some coaching, but it wasn't uh, official on paper. And then in the last year, I actually put myself back on the schedule. And my point here is this. I think that because for me even so, it was like this idea and belief that like, well, I shouldn't be coaching, right? I'm a business owner, so, uh, you know, I should always work on a business and remove myself and this, that, and the other, where... I actually love coaching. I mean, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I do it, you know. I do it for free. I used to do it for free. Damn it, like you know, over a decade ago. But I think you got to determine like what it is for you, um, as far as what do you truly love. You know, what position do you see yourself in? What do you, what do you truly enjoy? And, I, and that's it's this not just for for gym business. I see this in a lot of businesses, right? It's it's the idea. It's the whole somebody else's dream thing, right? Well, nah. like these are the phases of business and this is how it should happen. And, you know, as soon as you can get people in and replace you and, you know, then you remove yourself. It's like, OK, cool. Remove yourself and then do what? But what if this is the, this is what you love doing? And so for me, like coaching is one, I get to be in the trenches. I get to, you know, interact with clients. I get to continue to improve my craft because you can't improve your craft if you're not actually working on your craft with people. Um, I get to be around the team and be able to to help the team and I would say help the team grow, the, the team helps me grow. Now, how much time you 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 decide doing that, that's on you. You know, so for many, I would say coaches turn gym owners. It was the process of, you know, you're working 50, 60, 80, I mean hundred, you know, hundred hours. I mean, crazy, crazy hours. Right. And then you get to a point where it's like, oh, if I can eliminate all, I would. So I I believe every person should kind of you know, we talked about this, like writing out your perfect scenario, your perfect day. And when I say perfect day, and, you know, Craig talks about this a lot, I was like, you know, your everyday, not the perfect day, like, oh, I'm in Bali and doing this, that, and the other, but just like your perfect work day, like where you live, where you work, uh, you know, how that would look like. And that's what you're striving for, you know, and my perfect work day, I coach, right? How much I coach, different story, uh, you know, not 12, 14, you know, hours and stuff like that that I, that I used many years ago. But, um, you know, to where I'm coaching multiple, you know, like four days a week, but I'm coaching a couple hours, two, three hours. Um, I love that. Right. And if it's more, that's cool, too. But like that would be that's my perfect day. So, the, you know, at what point should you stop coaching classes? I think, you know, as soon put it this way, as soon as you can, but it's also do you want to? Right. So that, that's an interesting, I would say, question for every single person that's listening to this is like, what is your ideal? But not what you think should happen. There's a big difference between that. Well, I saw XYZ's gym and I look up to him and they're doing this and they, they're telling me that. Right. It's, it's not about that. It's about like, what do you believe? What do you feel uh, it should be like? Now, of course, you know, having a business that is sustainable, predictable, Um, and can run without you is important. So there's the second part and the second point to this, okay? You should coach because you want to coach at a certain point in time, not because you have to, meaning what if you get sick for, um, you know, three months, six months, something happens, and you can't do it for a year, right? And you don't have coaches, and you don't have staff, and you don't have a team, well, you know, then the business will die. So there's a big difference between that, as far as like you should always build the business to a point where it doesn't need you, right? That's a true business. But then you're still doing things because you want to. Okay, so there's there's a big difference there. And I think that uh, you should always work and strive towards having an excellent business, excellent team, um, service, having that really solid foundation to where you can remove yourself. Because like I said, like, hey, I got a, I got a number of friends that, had, you know, very crazy things happen, whether it was, you know, cancer, uh, diseases like family situations where they legitimately had to, you know, remove themselves for a the, bit. where they couldn't be in the business for months, even a year. And it was able to not only survive in certain situations, also thrive because they created that. And, you know, if you don't have that, that becomes a problem. So you should always strive for that, right? Even if you don't, I, I, I do believe that, thinking in terms of hey yeah I, I don't want to sell my business but I I have to build it as if you know what if I had to right and if you if you had to sell the business well then you have to have systems you know have to have systems for sales for marketing uh, for for like I say structure within uh, within the business communication management you know this that and the other so building it that way because it obviously makes the business run better anyways but then don't remove yourself because you think you should, or you have to remove yourself, you know, do it because, uh, like, if that's what you really want to do and coach, if that's what you really want to do and coach however much you want. Right. But I, I do, do think that you got to kind of really figure it out. Like, what is it that you want? And sometimes, you know, when you're in the beginning stages, you don't know this stuff. Like, that's why, you know, for a couple of years, two, three years there, um, I wasn't even a schedule, right. Cause I was like, Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, like I'm supposed to do this, that, and the other. Uh, but at heart, I'm a coach. So it was like, nah, man, it makes sense for me. Like, this is what I want. It pulled me back in. That was a really long answer, but I do think that's important because that question does come up a lot. Um, as far as, you know, what we think we should do versus, you know, what, what feels natural. Um, another question that's a, it's a really good question is aside from education, what is a good way to reinvest in your gym? Um, I mean, really, like reinvesting in your gym. You can look at it from multiple kind of directions. But are you reinvesting it for your clients? Are you reinvesting it for your team? And really, all of it kind of comes together, right? So, sure, absolutely. One is education, right? If you if you educate yourself, you educate your team. They're going to be better for your clients. Um, I think a big, big one is experiences. Now, experiences can be everything from, you know, creating new things in the gym. Uh, Like, for instance, we're putting in a cryo chamber. We have a fit bar. We have physical therapy inside. We have, right, so what are the things that you can add? Like, even even adding a cool new piece of equipment, you know, that people will love to use. I mean, that's investing in a gym. Um, I do think a lot of people push that side a little too much, right, where it's choosing cool equipment versus education or or experiences for for clients i'd always go with the education and experiences um but certainly like there are times you know what we used to do is like every month where we'd be like oh we have a really good month you know we take some money out and buy some new cool equipment or you know we'd ask members like hey what do you want uh i'll be cool if we had this that and the other and we'd get it right so um i think it's good to have a rule or have a little bit of a i would say kind of uh, hey, if we ha- hit a month like this, we take this much out, and we get some something that people are looking to get. And you know, survey survey your members. Uh, you can do that obviously through coaching, your Facebook coach, coaching group, or email, or, or anything like that. You'll get some feedback like what people want, and you get that. But I, I love the side of you know the experiences, and like there's a great book called The Power of Moments that talks about you know what what are the things that people remember. Right? People remember. Uh, one, the peak, right? The peak of something and the end of something, right? So those are things that you, it, it's smart to make those memorable. And what I mean by that, I mean, and you could think about this as even as in a session, but if you looked at a year, it's like, hey, what's the peak of the year? It's like, oh, it was the, you know, uh, Friendsgiving party at Vigor, or it was like, the you know, we have a 10-year anniversary coming up, so we're, you know, putting a really big party together. I mean, there's, I'm investing a lot in it, like a lot. But once again, I be why because you want your people to have an incredible time, to have this great memory, um, you know, to celebrate together, and to be able to look back. I don't know, ten years from now, it's like, oh man, remember when we were at that party, or remember when we did this, that, or the other. So experiences are certainly uh, uh one thing, but you know, finding out, I think that you know, getting great at one, reading between the lines, and and um and asking quality questions to discover what matters to people is, is a great idea. I think that's in doing a lot of it, you know, sometimes people do it one time and, and then they stop, but it's a continuous thing. So what do your, what does your team want? does your, what, you know, what does your, what do your clients want? What does your tribe want? And then you can get creative in, in creating those things that they want and you'd be surprised, right? So whether it's, like I said, uh, dinners or, you know, events where you get to give back. I mean, obviously we do charity boot camps. Um, and sometimes we do really big ones and when we do community dinners, so we'll serve the homeless, we'll serve, you know, uh, families in need. Uh, and everybody comes together, uh, from our members to, to bring food. And, you know, we have a whole checklist of who brings what, who cooks this, that, and the other. Like that, that's investing and that, that costs us money, obviously. Um, you know, we got to get chairs, we got to get food. I mean, obviously a lot of people contribute, but still it's, it's, uh, it's costing. And so, but that's an investment, but that's an investment in your community and everybody gets to do it with you, right? So how can you create scenarios and situations where you also give back? Um, which is going to lead me to actually another question that, that I'm, I'm going to love answering because I'm like so fired up about this uh but you know that that matters to people like when you when you're able to do something fun engaging uh that makes people contribute and makes people feel fulfilled that's great but guess what that's an investment it's an investment of your time and it's an investment of your energy and possibly money cuz remember you're not always just investing money right it's, it's it's also time and people's time is very 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 valuable so think about that as like how can you help and improve your team from a standpoint of like, yes, education, but also experiences? How can you do cool things, right? That, that make, that, that are memorable or that connect you closer together. And then how can you do that for your clients? And then how can you do that intertwined? Like this is, this is the stuff that like, I'll have days where I just write a lot of notes and get creative with it. And like, hey, what could we do here? What could we do here? Um, but think of it in those terms, okay? Uh, think about white space. White space meaning what is something that's missing that you currently don't have that would help make the experience of the team or the clients better? Right. So obviously, and and I'm just exposing one of the things, um, but you know, I was like, Oh, I'd I'd love to have like a recovery room. Right. So the recovery room is uh, the cryo chamber, but then we have, you know, hypervolt rice guns. And now we got Norma tech compression gear and, you know, we're working on getting uh, the, uh, I would say the IVs, but then obviously FitBar has been here from the beginning since we opened uh, the the new location, and and FitBar has you know smoothies and bowls and and all types of drinks and energy drinks, right? Like, so that was white space, and also like, hey, how do we bring the person in, the physical therapist in so that we don't have to refer out and they have to go you know somewhere else and we're not sure who they're going to and so, so we you know we collaborated with Dan Swinsko. That was white space. So now we're kind of creating this symbiotic environment. But it's the same, like, the premise of it is, you know, how do we, uh, you know, reinvest in the gym? Well, that's it. I mean, artwork is reinvesting in the gym because it makes people feel a certain way, right? It's it's an environment. And remember how much I talk about environments. Environments are so massively important in behavior change. So if I can create an environment people love coming to, they get inspired by it, they get fired up by it, man, I'm going to invest in that environment too. And so that means things like artwork and paintings and you know, graffiti or uh, quotes on the walls or whatever it may be. Right. And, and I mentioned, so one of the things that I mentioned was obviously doing, um, doing work for the community and doing charity work. And so that leads into the next question. And, uh, and Mike asked how uh, do you run those scholarship programs? And, what he's in, implying to is because we're we're literally about to, to launch it to officially launch it so it's something i've been working on so i'll i'll just i'll just share it here um hopefully you guys get some ideas with this and actually this is something that down the line i'm really going to uh push and challenge and, and create some uh momentum around to get gym owners to uh to start i would say creating their own programs but let me let me take a step back and explain it so for over you know over 10 years we've been doing charity boot camps every saturday and those boot camps we've done tons of different charities i mean literally like now i think it's over 200 um because either every month or every week we'll do a different one or sometimes we've been supporting the same ones that that you know really matter to me um or or our gym members i would say but what's been and it's been great it's been phenomenal uh you know we've made a lot of impact mostly locally because that's where we've focused on but also like bigger national i would say organizations and charities um we've done a ton of different ones and at the 212 event adam bornstein's event uh, a person that really uh, was my mentor for those two different years was uh, jason harris who owns a he's a mechanism which is one of the top creative ad agencies in america and we are having this conversation around, you know, uh, I would say charity and, and also like marketing, how to, how to tell that message and tell, how to tell that communication. And so he challenged me and said, man, that's, that's really awesome. Like what you guys have been doing is fen- phenomenal. Um, but, you know, what's the underlying story? Like if you could do it, basically we got to the end of it to where it's like, well, if you could do it for one thing, like if you could just drive all this charitable work from the gym for one thing, what it would, would it be for? And I instantly answered with like, oh, it would be for local and youth, right? And I knew that. I knew that I wanted to be local and I knew I wanted to be youth-oriented because that's what I'm passionate about from a standpoint of, one, like I know where my life shifted the most um, when I was younger and I was doing a lot of dumb stuff. And um, and I was like, man, how can we create something that will help kids, you know, in that range of 13 to 18 years old? um. And, and guide them in the right direction I mean, basically a mentorship program, but obviously would have a, uh, a really big uh, part would be, you know, strength and conditioning and fitness um, and also boxing, which is one of my hobbies and something I really enjoy doing. And so the kind of wheels started churning and turning and uh, it took a while for me to kind of just write all this stuff out and where we wanted to go with this. And, and now it's, you know, pretty much almost done and put together to be launched. But the premise is that you know the majority, not all of it, but the majority of our charity boot camps now will fund one thing, which is our own scholarship program. And it's called Vigor Dream. Um, and so and Dream is, is an acronym. So, and actually I'm gonna, let me see, I'm gonna pull it up right here. And cause I cause I got the brand new logo right now that just got done. So it means uh, dedication, responsibility, education, attitude, and motivation. So that's what Dream stands for. Um, And that is that's the program that we're launching where we're we're literally about to, you know, weeks from now, announce it for applications. Uh, And our goal on the first one is going to be to take on anywhere from 12 to 15 young men, young women uh, that, you know, and this is, like I said, the scholarship program is going to be focused more on, like I said, low low income. I would say kids that can't afford it, families that can't afford it. But uh, it's going to be a combination of mentorship accountability, everything from goal setting. But every session is going to have, uh, I would say, uh, strength and conditioning, sort of fitness aspect of it. Uh, some will have boxing. Uh, there'll be curriculum. So everything from books to every session will have a specific goal, a specific drill. Uh, there'll be entrepreneurship involved in it. So everything, you know, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm kind of flying through it because I could talk about this pretty deep. But imagine like everything that would have been great for for me at that age right and and uh, and, and like basketball massively influenced me um, and my coaches there really guided me I would say um, I would say in the right direction but I, I thought about like well through all the stuff that I've gone through you know the masterminds the mentorships the coaching that I've been through um, and it's not it's not just me it's also my friend andres who's been massively involved in in tons of charities he has you know uh, owns an orphanage in mexico he's doing a lot of incredible work Uh, you know, so he's, he's collaborating, uh, we're doing it together and we're bringing other people on board now, which is super, super cool. But the whole point of it is that like, we're in turn, it's kind of like, if you think about it, Tom's was the, was one of the companies that inspired me, like many years ago, it was, oh, well you're a for-profit company, you know, what they did was obviously, you know, for every shoe that you buy, they, they give one away. Right. Um, for, for me, it was like the, the mentorship part was always going to be the route to go. But since we're doing these charity events, I was like, well, now we can fund our own scholarship program and really grow it and affect, you know, hundreds and hopefully thousands of kids over time, as well as show how we've done it so that other small business owners and other specifically other gyms can do this. So we're going to continue to do some big events for charities that we've worked with that we love um, to raise money. But our foundation is going to be the scholarship program. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're still, you know, still something that you're going to promote. Like, you know, we're creating a landing page. We're creating an application process. We're going to go through all our, I would say, um, all of our network. Right? We have, a, we have a great network of, I would say, places that we'll be able to say, you know, go like, hey, you should apply for this program uh, because there's specific people that, that will know which, you know, families, kids and so on. Uh, would be great for it, but I'm pretty sure that we're going to have a lot more than the 12 applications to 15 applications that we're, we're, uh, we're going for this first round through. And, you know, we're going to run it every, essentially every school semester. So these so these scholarship programs will run uh, almost almost in line with the school semesters. Uh, they'll be a little shorter than the school semesters, but we're going to continue doing them. And, you know, what's exciting to me about this is, and, and here's the reason why, you know, um, I love. I mean, I, I I donate a lot, and financially we donate a lot as as, as a business. Uh, but it's always very different. I think the biggest impact that you can make is one of you know guidance, mentorship, mentorship, and coaching. And for me, it was like man to be able to you know see the person developing over the years, and and once the program is over, it's not over. If you you know what I'm saying? Like you know, it's like these kids stay in your lives. You're you're constantly. Uh, mentoring them this this becomes um i would say a place it becomes a home, but it's also this the phase two of this is that for for all the kids that would be interested in like oh man I, w- I would like to be in fitness and strength and conditioning. Our second phase would be that they could be uh, go through our internship program, right which just creates another opportunity for for that mentorship and coaching and so on and so forth so so that was the idea behind it. Um, and and yeah, I'm, I'm keeping it kind of short because I could really talk about this for a long time. Um, but I really wanted to share it because I want to encourage you to do something. And and like I said, get the creative juices flowing. But like, hey, what you know, what what fires you up? What have you been thinking about? But you just haven't pulled the trigger because maybe um, you know it's it's like I don't know. Like it's a lot of work. And hey, I'll I'll, t- I'll say this to you, right? I, I can tell you right off the bat, one of the reasons why, I think I've shared this before, but one of the reasons why I sometimes didn't pull the trigger on this, right? Because it's it's a lot of responsibility. Like when you pull the trigger, when you start getting these applications, when you announce the program, uh, you know, now it's like, now it's real. And and one of the things that I won't do, you know, is I certainly won't let uh, these kids down. And so we want to make sure everything's on point. We want to make sure, you know, it's it's running smooth and and like you don't drop the ball on it and everybody that's involved is committed it's not like one of those oh this is pretty cool like no it's not this is this is serious yeah it's cool but it's but it's a serious matter right like you can't you can't not show up or you can't like oh I didn't get this ready or I didn't get that ready or we didn't get the trip plan or we didn't get the finances for this like it's legit and so I think that many people hold back where it's like something that they really want to do it's like man I really want to help out and this community or with this organization or doing this. And they get afraid because of the responsibilities. Like, oh man, it's going to be a commitment. Absolutely it's going to be a commitment. Uh, but, you know, when you commit, first of all, like if 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 your goal is to make more of an impact, and I think even personally, this is something that can help you develop as, as a, as a coach, as a mentor, uh, it makes a massive difference. So I like this is my challenge to you, right? If 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 anything from from this show, from this podcast, that I challenge you to either if you are doing something in, in that realm to upgrade, or if you're not, is to step in that realm and like make a commitment and make a dedication. Because I do think, you know, um, I can't even remember who, you know, who said this quote, but it's like the purpose of life is uh uh I would say uh is finding your gift. And uh the meaning of life is is giving it giving it away, right? Giving your gift away. Um, so, or, yeah, I think, it, I think it was that round. I could have messed it up, but it, but it is in, in that realm. It's like, I believe that, you know, you work hard to find what you're purposeful about and become the best that you can at it, right? But then, it's it's to share it with the world, it's to give it away. And for sure, I know everybody that's in the coaching realm. I, I don't know, you know, what is meaningful and fulfilling to you, to which community you want to give back to, but certainly, you know, giving back, I believe, should be a part of it, and uh, it'll make your life better, make other people's lives better, I think it opens a lot of doors, um, you know, personally and professionally, meaning, like, it's it's, it's great for business, but in, it's great for your soul, right, like, for, legit, like, it's great for your soul, and if you want to make, if you want to do something better for your heart and soul, like, you do this, and then there's going to be other benefits from it, but that's my challenge to you, like, how can you, you know, get more involved and support something like once, you know, some specific thing and make a program around it and like, uh, you know, get everybody on board from the team to the members to the community uh, and really make a difference. And like, I'm looking at, you know, the big picture, like the 10 year picture, like influencing thousands of kids, helping start more programs like this with other businesses um, that, you know, in a big scale influences tens of thousands or, or, or hundreds of thousands of, of kids. So that's, the not very short answer to Mike's question. Um, all right, let's, let's go here. What do you, okay. So, um, a couple of good ones. It, what do you do when you run out of ideas for content creation? I don't think that, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I think there's days where you can have a you know a moment. Actually, I, I came in this morning and it was like, uh, I had a little bit of a brain fart as far as, as far as like content and, and doing certain things. But on the days that, you know, content creation is pretty much this. Okay. Either your own thoughts about stuff, you know, your own insights. But a lot of times is, you know, if if you constantly keep a track record of one, what people are asking you, if you have, if you have clients, I mean, even if you have 15 clients, right. Each one of those 15 clients, might have four, four different things that they're like, oh, man, I, I really would like to know more about this. I, you know, I struggle with this, that, and the other. So that's 60 different things that you could talk about, right? And maybe some overlap for sure. But, and then not only do, you, you know, there, there's, imagine that if there's one problem, okay? So the big problem is losing weight and keeping it off. Each one of those has a subcategory of it, right? Subcategory meaning... Well, everything from your nutrition, but then there's also your, you know, and then you tr- nutrition you can break down into smaller, like, issues. Then you got things like recovery and sleep and stress, right? And you could talk about that. Then there's training. Then there's environments you're in and the people you're around, right? So that one problem can break down into, like, 30, 40 different topics that you could talk about, shoot a video on, uh, you know, create a blog about, do an infographic, do an IG post, do a story, whatever it may be. I think the key, you know, one of the keys that's really helped me out is you know, taking notes, meaning every time I hear an issue come up, I write it down, right? I got a journal and I also got an Evernote file that I'm always listing things that people are asking me about, you know, Hey, what are, you know, I mean, these, these, these questions are obviously snapshots from, you know, Q and A, but how much, how often can you do that? Like if you're coaching clients every day man, you could do that every single day, just writing it out, writing it out. So when, when there's a day when you have brain farts and you can't come up with content, you just look into your, you know, journal, your Evernote, um, your notes. And you're like, oh man, like here's another, you know, 20, 30, 40 different things that I can, can do. So that's, that's one strategy. And I think kind of like the main strategy, because the questions are coming from people that you're already training and already doing stuff with, right. Versus, um, you're just coming up with it. Uh, the second one is just, I like to, you know, there's, there's people that I really, um, that I follow that I love, I love their content. I love, uh, you know, the way they communicate just speaks to me and whatnot. And it's in different realms, right? It's not just necessarily like fitness or nutrition or it might be entrepreneurship. might be some like really weird, like I love art. Uh, I'm a bit of a sneakerhead, you know, like there's there's all these different, uh, I would say, likes and passions and and things that I have. And so I follow, I might read their blogs, I might watch their videos, I might, you know, read their email newsletters uh, and I save all that, meaning like if something's really good, I'm like, I save it, right? And then I'll go back to it because I save it for a, for a certain purpose. So I have folders in my email if it's an email, right? I've obviously on IG, you can just press the save button. um You know, on blogs you can bookmark them, and you know I usually put, put the links in Evernote, and then you can go back to that and read through it. And there's a reason I save it is because I liked what they were talking about. I liked the approach. It gets my creative juices flowing. Okay, so that's the you know that's the second one like. Watching the videos, reading the stuff from people that inspire you because it makes you go like, "Oh man, I'm going to write about this, but in my own way, right?" Because these are my thoughts around it. I'm going to create a video around this because my own way, right? So you could call it mirroring, you could call it inspiration, you could call it whatever you want. And um, number, you know, number three for me is just like always being around, uh, like for instance, other coaches or just other business owners, because once again, I mean, it kind of connects to the first one, but I'm always looking at the, the questions that people ask. And sometimes I don't even have the answer to it. But what's cool about it is that it'll make me go find the answer. So an example, you know, uh, you know, somebody right now said, well, you know, this person's struggling with this, that, and the other. And like, I d- just don't have an immediate answer. I'm like, hmm, it could be this, that, you know, I, I think it could be this, but I'm going to go for like an hour or hour and a half and just like pull out all the different, you know, I got a thousand books. I got you know, all these resources, I'm going to just start pulling uh, information and content out and then organize it in something that I can deliver, right? And so that's a perfect example is like questions that you know the answer to, but also questions that you don't know the answer to are perfect because now you got to go learn and deliver them into a, a, I would say, a consumable format for somebody else, right? So I think that, you know, that's plenty there, but just once again, like, A lot of the content is you're answering people's questions, right? But in a way that's very, very easily done. um, Or should I say easily done? That's that's very easily consumable, right? Like we talked about the curse of knowledge. And I do want to bring this up because it matters a lot. In in the fitness realm, I think this is a big problem, right? The curse of knowledge is is that you know your subject, right? I mean, hopefully, hopefully you really know your subject to the T. So you know your subject to the T. So let's say you're a 9 out of 10 for how well you know what you, you know uh your subject matter. And then when you talk to I would say your clients or your prospects, your audience, and you're talking like a 6 because you're like, "Oh, well, I got to dumb it down a little bit, right?" And you go and talk on a 6 out of 10 on that, you know, on that knowledge scale. Um, but truly like the people want to hear it on a 3 or a 2. Okay? So that's a communication thing. Um but this is where I think a lot of the kind of like white noise happens also in when, when it comes to content creation is that curse of knowledge talk. You know, if you're a coach, are you actually talking to other coaches versus your prospects? I think that's that's happening a ton. Right. Where it's like, oh, well, I really know this stuff. I want to I want to show how much I know. And what you're actually doing is trying to impress other peers and there's a place for that. Like, there's a place for that. But then that needs to be your audience. Like, you might you have to be selling to that person or trying to help that person. But most of the time, you have a lot of coaches talking, you know, on a 6, 7, or 8 to an audience that really, like, needs to be at a, you know, be hearing at a 2 or a 3, uh, which means you need to clarify your communication better. Uh, I think that's very important. Once again, this is why I said, you know, have an endless inside and take notes all the time of what people are struggling with but people that you're coaching or people that talk to you that you know are thinking about starting training or going to a gym or you know working with a trainer and then answer those questions in a infotaining way right so infotaining meaning people just don't want information right they want infotainment which is information plus entertainment combined right uh so Think about that because once again, like there's there's tons of stuff out there, so being you know being yourself, being authentic, and then being able to present things in a simple, clear way, but in a entertaining way, will will definitely break through when you're doing content stuff. um Rather than you know just just being like, well, here's the info, and just being you know there's tons of that. You can Google shit, and and it comes up. You know, there's a, there's a reason why I would say uh, reality TV shows and uh you know do really well and why things like you know snapchat and ig story and so on and so forth uh have been successful right because it's it's a very entertaining like hit you with short snippets of stuff um type of format right and and it's engaging for the brain okay so uh this will be the last one to actually we'll, we'll combine these two let's see we got about 10 minutes here um what are some of the ways that you develop leads for private training? There is a, there's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of ways. Um, and I am definitely a fan or a believer in having what I call multiple poles in the water, right? So if you're fishing, instead of just having one pole, you know, don't you can only catch one fish, one pole. Um, but with multiple poles, you know, you can be essentially fishing in different places. So, you know, how do we generate leads I mean, I, I think that number one, like, number one, this this should be your focus. This is almost like a a rule, um, I think, for gym businesses. Um, you should be generating leads through word of mouth and referrals. And if you're not, I I believe you got to work on that before you start adding too much, or certainly before you start spending a whole bunch of money on paid advertising. Um, that is for sure. Because to me, that's a red flag. And I used to have a, a number, and I... This is a little arbitrary because depending on how big your gym is, right? If you have, I don't know, if you have 40 clients or if you have 150 or 200, those numbers may change. But you should shoot for, you know, you should shoot for getting four or five leads a month from referrals, from word of mouth, from doing things like bring a friend day, which is super basic old school, but, you know, it still works. Like doing bring a friend day every month uh, to your groups, to your semi-private, to your even, you know, like one-on-one and making it a semi-private session that you know that that's worked stood the test of time if you do a great job that'll work um so for instance referrals and word of mouth massively important uh to like i just talked about it but for us events like charity boot camps i mean now we do it every saturday so it gives us a lot of frequency because those anybody can drop in right you can you drop in you know most of the time obviously we have financial donations 10 bucks sometimes it's, it's food clothes this that the other but you don't have to be a member. Anybody can come. And when we have the bigger events, um, like the one we have coming up for the 10 year anniversary, we'll probably have. I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely shooting for it to be the biggest ever. So we might have 130, 40 to 200 people in, you know, in one in one boot camp. Um, you know, when we have Thanksgiving coming up, like, for instance, Thanksgiving, we'll have like 80 to 100 people come in. And out of those 80 to 100 people, there's probably 20 to 30, you know, non-members. Because members go like, hey, like come do the it's the Thanksgiving, you know, turkey throwdown at Vigor. Uh, you gotta come. It's a crazy workout. You know, you'll feel better afterwards when you devour the food. So you get a ton like you get a ton of new people through the doors. And you know, that's a great way of following up with people and saying, like, hey, thanks so much for coming and, you know, raising money or raising food or did it, you know, and you follow up. Because of that, we'd like to gift you a free week with personal training, with, you know, team training, with nutrition coaching. Um, you just have to take advantage of it by XYZ time because we only have so many spaces you know with the coaches which is which is true but once again events are a great way so maybe you're not doing it every week but if you're doing it every month or every six to eight weeks and you have a schedule which like I said I think a marketing calendar is very very important um, so certainly having that from there you have just SEO meaning, you know, search site optimization, which is your, your website, your base website. Um, and if you're a local gym, you should certainly put some work into, you know, somebody writes in, you know, rent and personal trainer, rent and gym, rent and fitness, you know, we pop up top four. Um, and there's, there's a whole bunch of strategies around that, that would take me, you know, a couple hours to just talk about that. But, um, let's say, you know, you, you, you you have to make sure like from the meta tags to, to the register stuff to, Um, you know what you're showing up as and obviously like the more content that you build like Google just likes to you know Google likes pages meaning if you're putting out good content that's going to probably rank and it's consistent it's going to probably rank higher on and and it keeps you know keeps the keywords in there and that's why I'm saying like I'm not going to go into the geekiness of it Um, but hey like you know we're getting anywhere from you know 9-12 leads per month just from that page from the base, you know, people find us, you know, they, they fill out the contact form, we hit, we hit them up, so on and so forth. Um, and honestly, like, there's a whole bunch more that we could be doing there. But that's important. Like, when people search for Google, do you pop up? And if you're one of the top four ones, you're uh, actually, you show up bigger, you show up on a map, right? So there's a bunch of that. Then there's content, right? If you pr- produce great content and you put out the content and people are reading it, and within the content, you have some type of call to action for your trial, for a strategy session, for, you know, for uh, for a seminar that you're doing that they can sign up for. Once again, like as people, keep reading and keep being infotained, and they go like, wow, these guys really know what they're doing. Right. So you can always be like if you look at the local area and and, you know, you're a gym or a coach or a personal trainer that's producing consistent content that's giving value to the marketplace constant value to the marketplace right guess what like that person that was thinking about training they're, they're gonna pick you much more likely than the person that's not producing anything they you know nobody sees them so on and so forth um so content like in a form of for instance blogs still very 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 powerful then there's the email list right if you're giving away some something free or people come to your site and they leave their email Communicating with them through email consistently on a weekly basis, preferably multiple times a week, uh, and once again sharing great content, sharing stories. Uh, you got to speak in stories, and then 90/10, meaning 90% of the time it's all content, all value. 10% of the time, you make a pitch, you make an offer. You know, hey, sign up for our 30-day results in advance program. Uh, sign up for us, you know, eight-week eight-week transformation challenge for men, right? Wh- whatever it may be. So you can see now multiple polls, right? Word of mouth, referrals, events, SEO main website, content through blogs, email marketing. And, of course, I mean, I see, and, and once again, I'm not saying there's not more. There's local JV partnerships uh, like we have with chiropractors, with physical therapists, with supplement places, with massage places, uh, with even, you know, the chamber. Uh then, then, of course, social media, right? And honestly, I mean, the platforms that we really, I mean, Instagram killing right now, uh, as far as probably being the most valuable one, of course, still Facebook. And then there's the organic side of that part. And then there's also the paid part side of that, right? And, uh, and having funnels and, and front-end offers and low-barrier low offers, um, uh, doing live seminars and workshops, which not enough people do, is a great way to get people in, uh, deliver value, and then get them in for strategy sessions. So I think I probably named seven or eight here, uh, and each one kind of has its own, the life of its own that I, I could certainly talk about. Um, and that's part of, you know, part of what I coach and teach in uh, in my business coaching program, my mentorship program. But, you know, those are the different poles in the water. Uh, and, and there's also a lot of, you know, a lot of things, there's a lot of ways to get creative and 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 do things. And when you when you do it like that, for instance, if you have, you know, six, seven different things that are like even if you got one lead per month from seven different things, that's seven leads, right? If you can if you can have you know give them value and convert them into a client, then I don't know, if you're four four out of seven and you know that that's in twelve months, that's forty eight new clients. And if you only lost twenty, you're, you know, uh twenty eight net. So obviously, I'm, I'm, this is like business talk, but th- this is certainly my realm. And that's something to consider. And, and really what like with a lot of, I would say, uh, my coaching clients, you know, we kind of look at those polls and like, hey, what's happening here? How many leads are you getting here? Oh, zero. Or maybe I don't even know. And to be honest with you, like KPI, most people, that's a key performance indicator. Most people don't know. Most people don't know, you know, where they're generating their leads from. And maybe there's a maybe there's somewhere that you're actually getting a lot of leads from it and you don't even know. And I always go like, hey, if something's doing well for you, double down on it, right? If the site's doing well, okay, cool. How can we double down on the leads? How can we improve the main page so that it's even clearer with a call to action, with this, that, and the other? So instead of getting six people, now you get 12 per month, right? Um, hey, Instagram's doing great. Cool, what are you doing? Let's 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 dig into that. Let's let's triple down on that. Let's let's get that up, right? Most people don't even know. There's no awareness around what's working, what's not working. And sometimes it's scary. Maybe there's no awareness because, like, I shit, I don't want to look at it because all of it is not working well. Uh, you know, so with that said, like, look at the different areas. and I would, This is for any business, for any small business, for any business, period. Right. You want to look in, like, what is working, what's not working. And then, hey, bump up your strengths as much as you can. Fix your weaknesses so they're not pulling you down, but you know, bump up your strengths and like really work on those. And you know, with that, and like I said, this is not usually uh, so certain things you can do get fast results for sure. Um, certain things, I mean, overall, it takes time, right? We're we're in a place now. Uh, you know, one of the things I didn't mention was you know now we have a bunch of I would say walk in traffic because we have Fit Bar. We're in a location that's uh, got a good amount of people walking by and driving by. Um, but i started in a garage where there's none of that we didn't even have signage no windows no you didn't even know it was a gym right so all, you know that was built over time and you adjust to your scenario but that's the whole point um but definitely having multiple poles in the water and no matter whether it's group training one-on-one training semi prior person training and also just understanding your audience meaning you know who you're speaking to uh, who you're speaking with massively important so well that we got to wrap it up more So for time, we actually uh, have, I would say, more questions. Um, but we're going to do a lot more of these Q&As. Actually, I'll post, I'll post more often too, uh, to shoot in the questions. And that way we can do these. Because uh, I love doing these. I love doing these because it kind of takes you down a slippery slope. Uh, actually, matter of fact, if you have any questions, shoot them over to me on uh, on my Instagram, at Luca uh, DM them to me. On Facebook um, as well under whether it's Vigor Ground Fitness Performance, whether it's Luca Um so that way I can keep stacking them. Because remember what I said about content, right? Questions come in, always record the questions, so you have content to create, uh, never-ending content to create. With that said, guys, always appreciate it, always love it when you guys leave a review. Um, you know, put giving that five-star review and also sharing it because once again. Podcast is growing, and I love it. And uh, it's the only way to help more people is to is to share it more. I will talk to you, with you, in the next episode. Coach Lucas out. Peace.